Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and we have with us today Sonia Gao, the founder and president of the Parkinson Social Network. This is her second visit to the show. She was here last year to tell us about her group, which is still relatively new. This time, though, she's here to talk about Parkinson's Awareness Month, which is coming up in April. The theme of the month is Start a Conversation. So we'll start a conversation with her in hopes that you will start a conversation with others about Parkinson's disease. But first, a little bit about Sonia. She was born in Toronto and moved to Australia where she, when she was a teen, living there for over 20 years. Now married with two grown children, she lives in the Fair Oaks area, shares her home with two rescue mutts, Rascal and Sophie. I've got two of those Rascal mutts myself. Uh, Sonia is also a caregiver, in fact, a, an extremely long-distance caregiver. Her 93-year-old mom lives in residential care facility in Australia. So, Sonia, thanks for being with us again. Second time here on the Fair, uh, Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, quick review. I know we've talked about this before, the Parkinson Social Network, but I want to give our listeners who maybe didn't hear that that show uh, last year a chance to uh, to learn more about the Parkinson Social Network. So you could kind of give us a quick review, kind of an overcap of, of the organization. Well, we're... Um we, we, we formed as a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit organization a couple of years ago, and we are trying to connect the Parkinson's community here in Northern Virginia with each other, as well as um, provide education on Parkinson's, uh, increase awareness so that um, people in Northern, Northern Virginia can um, have a better understanding of what it's like to live with Parkinson's and um, provide better care. We're, we're focusing a lot on uh, long-term care professionals and um, professional caregivers so that they have a better understanding of what it's like to actually live with Parkinson's. Going, we're going beyond the, the signs and symptoms and the treatments of Parkinson's mm-hmm. so that most people normally get and um, share with them from, the, from people who actually have Parkinson's what it's like to live with it mm-hmm. and how they're perceived so that... Um, people have a better understanding. Right, right. And I know uh, Parkinson's social network, I know, uh, I remember last time I I had some trouble in my mind keeping that name correct, but uh, was that an intentionally done name, Parkinson's social network? How'd you kind of come up with that? Um, Long story short, (laughs) it started off as the Parkinson Cafe Network um, because we started off our organization by offering cafes, which are the social alternative to support groups. And some people are intimidated by support groups, so we thought that if they came for coffee and donuts, that they wouldn't mind that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name was the name Parkinson Cafe is actually trademarked by a lady in Florida, so we're not allowed to use that. Mm. So in a hurry, I did a search and came up with Parkinson Social Network, which actually is more relevant and and gives us a broader scope. Um, so we're we're connecting with each other on a social basis. Yeah, and. Um, and that that's what we're doing, so it works for us. Yeah, kind of works. It's it's kind of appropriately named. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, so we're here specifically because I think, uh, as we said, April is Parkinson uh, Awareness Month. Parkinson's Awareness Month. So, I guess a lot of times people see all these different. Um, special days of the year, special weeks of the year, months to recognize this or et cetera. Why is it important to have a, a Parkinson's Awareness Month, first of all? 
I'm grateful for it because um, I, I find that there are a lot of um, myths and misperceptions. People don't understand what Parkinson's is, um, despite that it's the what I understand is the second most common neurological disease after Alzheimer's. Wow. And it's been around for, um, it's been known for, for over 200 years. Uh, James Parkinson published an essay uh, on the shaking palsy in 1817. So despite being um, known and described for over 200 years, people still don't really understand what it is. And, and the understanding is growing all the time, even in the last 10 years. Um, it, understanding has... Um, been phenomenal. So, and and the, the medications and the treatment and the research have increased. So, it's constantly changing, mm-hmm. and and we want people to be aware of what Parkinson's is. Too often, people get judged uh, as being intoxicated mm-hmm. or um, mentally incompetent, and they're not. So, um, I think if more people know about what Parkinson's is like. Um, they'll have a better understanding and more compassion right. and empathy. Right. I'm, I'm thinking that it's one of those things that if you don't have, have it yourself or have it in your family, you probably are not really aware of, of Parkinson's. Uh, maybe you've seen it, uh, you know, in a, a movie or a TV show or heard about someone, et cetera. So just getting the word out for awareness for people – to, to be aware of people that have it. But does it also serve a pers- purpose for people who may have symptoms or signs and they don't really know what's going on to, to get them to think maybe at least this is something I should talk to my doctor or ask about or, or whatever? Do, do you see advantage from that standpoint as well? Yeah, because it's it's very hard to diagnose. The, mm. Not everyone has the same set of symptoms, mm. and not everyone progresses the same way. Uh, we say that if you know one person with Parkinson's, you know one person with Parkinson's. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's, it's helpful for people to get to know that they're not alone. Um, I, I hear that a lot. People are um, excited when they come to, say, a cafe, and they they say to me, you know, I'm, I'm so glad to have met you all because um, I was feeling very lonely and, and alone and not really sure what to do. And it's the doctors will diagnose the disease, and sometimes, you know, it's it's a chronic progressive disease, and that's a really hard thing to hear that there's no cure for this and you're probably going to die with it. Um, so... Sometimes the way that the people receive the diagnosis, it takes them years to shake that off and realize that they can live a decent life with Parkinson's. There's a couple of um, movement disorder specialists who um, are also neurologists, but they have extra training for these movement disorders. And they say, if you're if you were meant to live till you're 80, um, we can help you with the medications and the treatment to that you would still live till 80. Wow. So. Um, Parkinson's, people are learning about it from celebrities like Michael J. Fox. And um, Alan Alda um, told the world last year that he has Parkinson's. And what I really loved about his message was he was saying, yeah, I've got Parkinson's, um, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm living with it and I'm getting on with my life. I'm not letting it hold me back. And he, he was even he even showed a video of him juggling. <laughs> so um, I, I love the spirit of that right. um, because that's that's the message we're trying to get out. You may have Parkinson's, but you can still live live a decent, fulfilling, um, happy, right. meaningful life. Right. Yeah. You mentioned if you know one person with Parkinson's, you know one person with Parkinson's because the the, the symptoms and signs are different. What are some of the 
um, uh, symptoms, signs, uh, the, uh, I'm struggling for the word to come up with. What, what are some of the effects, I guess, of Parkinson's that, that people can experience? Well, there's two kinds. Um, there's what we call the motor symptoms, and you probably, you know, people probably think that Parkinson's is uh, tremors, um, but not everyone tremors. Um, some other things are stiffness and rigidity of the muscles, and, and I think that's, that's pretty common throughout, but it's not something you see necessarily when you see someone moving awkwardly, but the, the, you, don't, you don't see the stiffness like you do mm, a tremor. Right, right. And then there's um, a slowness, slowness in, in movement that they call bradykinesia. And um, so those are some of the more, more common motor symptoms. And then we have the non-motor symptoms, which include things like sleep problems and constipation and um, anxiety and depression and fatigue, um, speech, issues with vision. I mean, it can mm. really affect the whole body. And what I was saying earlier on about learning so much in, in the last 10 years or so, um, in my support group, we often struggled trying to figure out what was Parkinson's and what was just being a human being. <laughs> so when someone had cardiac issues, um, we had to make sure that um, both the neurologist and the cardiac specialist really realized that the person has Parkinson's, so they get treated like a person with Parkinson's and possibly cardiac Hmm. issues rather than just a a person with cardiac issues mm -hmm. because they're they're two different things and sometimes mm -hmm. the parkinsons can be causing it and sometimes not hmm. so it's complex yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And I, you know, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't aware, like, you know, the, the sleep issues, mm. having trouble sleeping, you know, I, 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 because, again, my limited knowledge, my stereotypical knowledge, if you will, um, I have seen Michael J. Fox, and what I associate Parkinson's with is the just kind of the uncontrollable movement, and and that's 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 all I know. But that's not that's not a Parkinson's symptoms. Right. That, that's a side effect of of his medications of See, being on the levodopa for so long. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so yeah, so it is helpful for people for people with Parkinson's or who think they might have Parkinson's or who are diagnosed early um, to to get in touch with other people and right. and be steered towards towards the right sort of um, doctor. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are still being treated by their primary care physician mm -hmm. um, when really they would be better off if they were with a neurologist mm -hmm. um, who has better experience and, and mm -hmm. knowledge of the medications and the treatments that are available now. Mm -hmm. And then they're constantly changing. All right. And you mentioned uh, medication treatment. You know, if someone... Um, you know, was supposed to live to 80, they can essentially live to 80 with Parkinson's. Um, what are some of these um, treatments or, you know, you, you said see a neurologist instead of your primary. I mean, what are some things that folks should do if they have a suspicion that they might have Parkinson's or, or they know they do? I mean, what are some of the, uh, the things that they should do from a, from a treatment standpoint, a medical standpoint, that type of thing? Find yourself a good doctor that you you trust and you have confidence in mm -hmm. um, a, a neurologist, preferably a movement disorder specialist, because like I said, they mm -hmm. have the extra training. Um, the The standard treatment is um, Cinemet, is is carbidopa levodopa, and um, carbidopa levodopa can be um, administered in various ways. So Cinemet is a pill that um, you take every few hours, and with that you can have on and off periods. So they, that can be kind of um, awkward because you never know 
exactly when you're going to feel like you can do things and, and when you don't. Um, and also, if you're on it for too too long, that's w- why Michael J. Fox has his uncontrolled movement, mm. be- because he's been on it for such a long time. He doesn't have, um, he, he can't take advantage of some of the more recent treatments being offered because he had something done, um, I believe, in the 90s, and he's not allowed to have um, deep brain st- stimulation that's um, um, like brain surgery mm-hmm. and you have like a pacemaker for your brain mm. and, and that st- stimulates the brain. Mm. Um, also, um, the carbidopa levodopa, now they have a w- way to feed it to you constantly rather than having the on and off periods. Mm. And so um, the one is by, by pill, that's something called Ritari, and then there's another one um, that's a gel that gets put through, through a port mm. into your gut bypassing the stomach mm. and um, and that that can be a more continuous feed so that that way people don't have these um, on and off periods yeah yeah it's more more even out yeah mm. so my misperception misconception are are there others that are maybe common or, or folks think they know what Parkinson's is but 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 don't have a misconception or, or a, a wrong perception of Parkinson as I did Um. Yeah, um, people think that it's an old person's disease, mm. um, and it's not necessarily. I have a friend who was um, who who felt, felt self-diagnosed himself when he was a teenager, wow. um, but it took six years to get diagnosed because the doctors didn't believe that someone that young could could have Parkinson's, mm. and that was thirty something years ago. Wow. Um, and he's still living with it, and and he's an awesome inspiration because he he's an author, he's a speaker, he's an inventor, he's a magician, photographer. He's he's doing all these things, and and I I love to talk about him because he's so inspiring. Right, and shows shows others what you can do even right. though you're living with Parkinson's. Yeah. I also um, meant to say that with the treatments, there are other complementary medications to the carbidopa levodopa that um, need to be kind of be juggled by the neurologist mm. to figure out what's the best fit for the person. But there, there's there's a lot of yeah, options yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like. Um, Keys to living with, dealing with Parkinson's? Are there a couple of areas that we can kind of focus on? Yeah, the big one is exercise. Hmm. And um, I'm an exercise professional. I teach the only aquatic class for people with Parkinson's here in the, um, northern Virginia oh. and, and their caregivers. So I've, I've seen how the benefits of exercise, um, how people benefit from them. I also see that when they stop coming to class, how quickly they decline. Wow. So I was kind of tooting my own horn to say, yeah, um, Parkin- uh, exercise is really good for Parkinson's, but now the doctors are really hammering home the message too and saying that it's as good as, if not more than, effective um, than the medications. Wow. So now I, now I have some backup <laughs> from the doctors. I wow. can I can really um, yeah. push that one. Yeah. The other thing we find is social interaction. Huh. Um, sometimes people, you know, they're, they're not who they were before. They lose a lot of self-confidence, um, and they, they stay home alone. Yeah. Um, I, I think social interaction is r- really, really huge, and that's why we started, one of the reasons we started the Parkinson's Social Network was to bring people together and, um, and hear from each other about how they're living with it and, and what they're doing with their lives and inspiring each other, like my, my friend that I just told you about, um, and and it really it really shows, mm-hmm. um, and, and they encourage each other, 
and they don't feel alone. So, um, you know, anxiety and depression are, are, are huge with Parkinson's, and, and you can understand why if you had yeah. a diagnosis like that that you'd would you'd kind of want to give up? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, getting getting out and seeing seeing other people and what they're doing and talking with them and and engaging, I yeah, think, is is yeah. important. Well, again, uh, appropriately appropriately named organization, Parkinson Social Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and you kind of you kind of touched on the social and the mental two two big things. But the exercise, I, I know we've we've heard for a while now. You know, exercise is good for anybody. Yeah. But that's that's really amazing. The you know the the power of the, and the benefit of exercise, uh, almost if not equal to maybe more than the medic medication side of it. You know that's. Pretty, pretty powerful statement. Um, we're kind of talking about Parkinson's because uh, April is Parkinson's Awareness Month, uh, and we're talking about the Parkinson's Social Network and, and what that organization does and what they're doing. Do you, do you have any special things planned for April or activities or raising awareness? I'm so glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we're doing um, a lot of things this this month. Um, we're we're doing um, outreach at a couple of local hospitals. We'll be at Fair Oaks Hospital for a couple of days at the end of April, and also Virginia Hospital Center on April the first. So we're just going to have a table there and talk to people as they come in and out. And and it's amazing how many people we meet that know someone personal with Parkinson's. Yeah. And um, the other thing we're doing is um, like like this podcast to mm -hmm. help bring awareness and. Um, I'm doing some in-service presentations now for um, professional caregivers to educate them on what it's like to uh, live with Parkinson's and how they can best help them. We have a new support group starting at Virginia Hospital Center, and I'm really excited about this. It's for caregivers. It started off as being primarily for caregivers, but a lot of caregivers have trouble attending support groups because they don't know what to do with their person with Parkinson's. They don't mm. want to leave them home alone. Right. So what we're doing is it's like a two-for-one. We're calling them side-by-side -side support groups, and um, there'll be a support group for the the caregivers. And in the room next door, um, we'll have a support group for the people with Parkinson's. But it's not just going to be sitting around talking. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have activities and do a little bit of exercise oh, cool. yeah. and, and, and get the conversation going more more fun and informal than a support group. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's starting in April. And then on Parkinson's, World Parkinson's Day, which is April the 11th, um, there'll be a lot of um, buzz on, on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, under the hashtag Unite for Parkinson's. And um, we'll be on the social media there and, and connecting with our friends around the world. We also have connected, Parkinson's Social Network has connected with uh, organizations in Maryland and Maine. And um, because I lived in Australia for so long, I have connections in Australia. We also have a connection with a support group in Ghana hmm. and, and folks in England. So um, it's, it's really exciting to, yeah. to reach out and see what everybody else is doing. And we all help each other that cool. way, too. Yeah. Well, how can folks connect with you and learn more about the network and how they can get involved? And if they know someone, how they can refer them? Um, you can go to parkinsonsocialnetwork.org, and um, we also do a newsletter that I send out every Friday called Out and About with Parkinson's. So if you want to see what we're doing, you can sign up for the newsletter. And um, anyone with Parkinson's, their caregivers, their family and friends, all, all are welcome to our cafes. We're, we're kind of informal like that. Um, we we want to be there because it 
we refer to people diagnosed with the disease as people living with Parkinson's, but we also learned that it's not just them that are living with the disease. It's their caregivers, yeah. their spouse, their family, and their friends. So um, we open, we're open to, to everyone who, who cares about someone with Parkinson's. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only have so much time on the podcast, and we've kind of kind of hit that that time limit. But Sonia, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Sonia Gal, Parkinson's Social Network. Uh, again, you can uh, find out more about the group, uh, what they've got going on, when and where the cafes are, the educational events, some of the outreach events uh, she mentioned in April. Uh, Parkinsonsocialnetwork.org. Again, Parkinsonsocialnetwork.org. That's on the web. You can also call Sonia at five seven one two eight six five thousand. That's 571-286-5000. Again, we've just begun starting the uh, conversation today, and we encourage you to start the conversation uh, now and throughout April and then afterwards, uh, especially during April, though, as that's Parkinson's Awareness Month. So, Sonia, thanks again for being with us on the podcast. Uh, if you, me. Yeah, absolutely. If you need to find more uh, county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, you can dial 703-324-7948. That's Monday through Friday. Or online at fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're on that webpage, be sure to subscribe for the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. And you'll find a link from there to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page as well. Thanks again for joining us on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.